For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. So the U.S. Open is underway at Pebble uh, Beach, and uh, I see that there is a tie at the top of the leaderboard there. It's still early days, but Scott uh, Piercy, an American, as well as Gary Woodland, another American, are currently on four under. Uh, Scott Piercy has played 13 holes, and Woodland has played eight. Ricky Fowler is a shot behind through eight holes. is uh, three under. And Louis Ostaisen is up there, tied for third. is three under uh, through six, and one of a number of South Africans taking part at the U.S. Open. And I think that's where we're going to start our conversation with Mr. Theo Manyama who joins us on the line. Mr. Manyama, good evening, sir. Thank you once again for speaking to us on SAFM. We really appreciate the time that you give to us. Good evening and uh, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. You've completed, as I mentioned, the Grand Slam of Majors in officiating and I'm sure you've been at Pebble Beach then. What can you tell us about Pebble Beach? Yeah, this, this is one of the courses where I really uh, one enjoyed my visits to America. Mm. Um, it's a pity the cameras don't go out of the golf course a little bit and show you the houses there. It's unbelievable. I wonder if those people are all millionaires or what. <laughs> but the course itself, it's great. In fact, when, when I, I officiated on this one, uh, it's the year McDonald won. Uh, McDowell, sorry. Graham McDowell, yes. Yes, when Graham McDowell won, that's when I officiated on this course, yeah. And, and what can you tell us about the course itself? How does it play? Um, it, it, for me, when I look at it, it was difficult. D- beautiful, but difficult. You know, and uh, I, I, I couldn't just believe the scores. You know, um, I keep on saying the term in American term of saying, those guys are good. It is really true. Those guys are good. <laughs> so I think that was the, was it the 2010 US Open that Graham McDowell won. Uh, I'm not really too sure. You, you, you know, I was all over the world, and uh, I can't remember. Sometimes I look at the course and say, "Yeah, I was in this course." You know, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like now when they spoke about Pebble Beach yeah. uh, in California. Now, when people spoke here back home, they speak about California. I thought, yeah, when will I get to California? In the meantime, I've been there already. <laughs> well, that's a nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and let's look at this tournament. Now, is there anybody that you, that, that you like for the U.S. Open? Um, to be honest with you, at this present moment, I'm begging Tiger Woods all the time. Mm. He does have some problems there and there, but I, I'm begging Tiger Woods. He's really come back the way he swings a golf club. And anybody who plays golf will see that the, the swing is so easy, like the impact. And then when they tell you what iron is used, it's unbelievable that can he hit the ball that far, you know, with that club and the, the, with so much ease in it. Even the drives, there's only when he gets to a power five when he tries to put more extra power so that he could get to the green on the second shots with a with an uh, an, an iron instead of a three wood and so forth. Uh, but you know, uh, there's a lot of guys playing well. You know, and right now on our South African players, uh, NEL, uh, Louis Stazen is leading the South Africans into yeah. this U.S. Open, and there he is on three under par. Uh, he's doing well already, and uh, 
the rookie in America, uh, Eric Van Royen. Mm. I saw him there with minus two, uh, which which is really great. I think this is his second or third tournament in America now. You actually mentioned Tiger Woods, and the last time we spoke to you, you did say you were one of the few people actually that believed that Tiger Woods still had some golf in him when everybody had written him off, and you believed that he would win again. You must have been happy to see him win the Masters then this year? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, Jack Nicholas once said, he said, uh, they called him in the commentating uh, uh, room there, and they spoke about Tiger Woods and so forth. He says, you know, Tiger has gone to so many coaches. He said, the truth is, Tiger does not need a coach. He said, this man knows golf in and out. If he just makes up his mind and starts playing without a coach, he'll win tournaments. And that's exactly what he's done. He's got no coach now. He's on his own. He's working on things that he knows that they can work for him. You know, So I've always believed in him. And uh, when he won the uh, FedEx Cup, I was one of the happiest people. And then the, the Masters. I mean, you look at what he was doing on the back nine. Uh, it was beautiful, man. And and what about a guy like any else, Mr. Theo Manyama? It's a special occasion for him playing his 27th consecutive U.S. Open. What have you made of his career and how he's represented the country around the world? Well, he's really done well. Eh? You, you know, for any, I would say, any foreigner to win the U.S. Open twice, it's a, it's a big achievement. So Eni has done that, and Retief Hussein has also done that. And uh, obviously Eni was already in the uh, Hall of Fame, the American Hall of Fame. And this week they inducted uh, uh, Retief Hussein into Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, and that's the winning those two majors, which is very important. And that's why this year Eni actually qualified, and they gave him an invitation to play in the tournament. Now, that shows how important a man is in this game of golf. He's done a lot for golf. If you've just joined us, we're catching up with the Manyamas. We're speaking to Mr. Theo Manyama, renowned a golf official who's completed a Grand Slam of officiating in all other majors. And we're going to hear from his son, Ludwig, shortly as we celebrate Father's Day. If you do know the Manyamas or you want to join our conversation, you can call us on 0891-104-207. We take SMSs on 41391. And uh, the hashtag for those on social media is SAFM Spot On. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. By the way, talking about the U.S. Open, any else's nephew, Shivan Rebula, is also playing there at the U.S. Open. We've spoken to him on the show before, so they should have a wonderful Father's Day celebration there at the U.S. Open. And let's hope he goes through and he plays over the weekend too, young uh, Shivan. And talking about that, Mr. Manyama, we are celebrating Father's Day. Your son, Luduk, has taken after you. Uh, he's following in your footsteps. You must be a proud dad, sir. I'm really proud about him. And uh, more, more importantly, it's nice when people say, you know, talk about you, Tabi, so what you are doing and what you have done, what you have achieved, it's nice to hear that. And now with Ludwig, I hear from the players. Mm. You know, I, I, the players, they tell me what a good job he's doing. No favoritism is doing a great job as a tournament director on the Sunshine Tour. And that makes me feel very, very proud. 
Yeah, even Dale Hayes, we spoke to a couple of weeks ago, he had some good words to also say about uh, about, about Ludwig. And and how did you convince him to take up golf officiating, especially because there's so many distractions and temptations in the world that we live in, Mr. Manyama? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, Mr. Rupert said to me, Theo, uh, I want you to teach two youngsters uh, the rules of golf, you know, preferably blacks. Um, mm. And uh, I spoke. I was looking forward to see a few kids approaching me and whatever, but at that point, they did not, you know. Um, so uh, then, um, then I told Ludwig about it, and he says, hey, that I'm, I'm really interested. I said, are you really interested? He says, yes. So it was Ludwig, uh, a Chinese boy by the nick of Nick Shan, and Dan uh, uh, Zwebel. You know, so they, they came up and said, no, we want you to teach us. You know, so the three of them, I taught them, took some days and whatever and whatever. They must ask me questions. I asked them questions. I really worked hard on the three guys. And uh, they had a pre-examination, the, the, the royal and ancient. They had a pre-examination and Ludwig finished said he, in that pre, uh, pre-examination there. And uh, he got a, uh, they gave him a prize, you know. Mm. So uh, then I said, well, if you've made the said now, definitely you will come with a, with a certificate. Then we went to the board of directors and uh, Mr. Rupert said to me, Theo, have you found anybody that you're teaching the rules? I said, yes, I've got three of them. And uh, I said, one of them is my son. Mm. And he says, oh, Theo, you know, he better he better really work hard because people in South Africa they know you as the number one rules official. If your son fails, you are done. You are finished. <laughs> you know. So and I said to Ludwig, I told him the story. I said, my brother, you really better work hard. You know. So we really worked hard on the rules, and all three of them passed, and uh, I really felt proud. I really felt proud, and uh, obviously Mr. Rupert gave them jobs. Yep, and he joins us on the line now, uh, Mr. Ludwig Amanyama, who became a Toll Rules official, who's been a Toll Rules official rather uh, since 2007, also uh, elevated to tournament director, and he joins us. Ludwig, good evening. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Tabi, sir. How are you, brother? We are fine, thanks, and uh, we hope you are well too. We are celebrating Father's Day. We thought we should bring you on and just uh, speak to you and your old man. But I have to ask you about the U.S. Open. Firstly, who do you like? Uh, actually, uh, I was actually watching it, but uh, I saw one of our guys, Eric Van Rooyen, is doing well. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I hope he does well this time around. Hmm. And and do you also look at the officials when you watch these majors and probably see uh, or, or have an interest in how they will score, how they interpret the rules at different tournaments? Yeah, definitely. When you watch golf, that's what you're looking for. But <laughs> hey, it's very tough to see those rules happening. Eh? Because we, we work like a breakdown on the road. Eh? We sit under the trees. You won't spot us. Eh? When there's an accident, that's when you spot us. <laughs> well, your old man says he's very proud of you uh, how you've taken up officiating uh, he introduced you to, to officiating is it something that you loved or enjoyed immediately? 
Yeah, to be honest, uh, I've never even thought of officiating. Uh, my plan was to play golf, as I've, I've never played anything, never played soccer. I tried to play rugby as uh, I'm a big boy in yeah. school, but uh, I played twice and I fought twice and I said, no, nah, they all get killed. So <clears throat> and then I started playing golf and uh, unfortunately I didn't make it. But uh, when this opportunity came, when my father told me about being a rules official, I was so happy. I said, at least, you know, I can't play, but I'll be there in the film. <laughs> And and how was he? How was it? Because he taught you uh, the rules. Was he a bit harsh on you because you were his son? Yeah, <laughs> he was a bit harsh. I mean, he's my dad. You know, I mean, uh, my dad is one person who's, uh, you know, he's a, he's a perfectionist. He does everything perfectly. You know, he's, I mean, he's always been praised of being the cleanest guy and not so forth. And you know, he he just wants perfection. So, but at least, uh, you know. At this at this point, I think I, I did so well. You know, I'm trying. I'm still learning. Even yesterday, I called him about a ruling. So mm. it's always a learning day. You know, I'll I'll, I'll always need him. Mm. And as a youngster, did you follow him around the course? Did you realize what he was doing when you were growing up? Yeah, when I was growing up, actually, my dad was a professional. He was playing a lot, and uh, I used to go out uh, carry his bag. You know, just to end some some bucks on the side. Mm. And and then when he became a, a serious golf official, did you actually realize the magnitude of of what he was doing that it would actually take him around the world? Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, definitely. When uh, when I became a rules official, that's when I saw. I said, "Yo, this thing is really big." Because I mean, what I knew is he was traveling all over the world, but I didn't know what he was doing till. Till I stepped in, in into those shoes and saw that yes, it's a it's a big task eh? and uh, it's a lot of reading. You have to know what you're doing because now the thing is when you give a, a ruling to the big players, eh, you get you can get intimidated and yeah. get shaky. You can even forget what is one plus one. <laughs> I, I mentioned that he's completed your dad, the Grand Slam of officiating, 16 successive U.S. Opens, 9 well, successive Masters, 9 U.S. Opens, 19 consecutive British Open Championships. Do you feel, Ludwig, that he gets the respect or the recognition that he deserves here, here at home? Tough one, but yes, uh, definitely. I mean, uh, he's admired everywhere we go. Everywhere we go, they'll always ask me, hey, where's your dad? They even forget to greet me and they ask me about him. <laughs> so definitely, he's got all the respect. I mean, uh, everywhere, like I said, everywhere you go to Africa, they're always asking about, hey, where is Mr. Manyama? When is he coming here? And so forth. It is a good feeling, you know, to know that you're your dad did something so good that everybody is respecting and everything. You know, it, it makes the path mm. very simple for me. You know, it's, it makes it... I mean, I get free drinks wherever I go. Uh, I even got a, a kiss at, at Sun City. Huh? You know, yeah, some white chick thought I was Theo. So she came jumping at you and gave me a kiss. <laughs> uh, she realized... It was too late after I said, that is not Theo. <laughs> <laughs> and you were never going to tell her that you're not Theo, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and and on, on that note, Ludwig, is this also something that you're looking to pass on to the next generation, like this skill or this trade that your dad has taught you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there are guys that I came. I mean, we've got a guy called Seppo now. He's also a rules official. Uh, obviously, uh, every day we're on the phone, you know, we're talking... 
you know, is ambitious, he wants to learn, and whoever wants to come and learn, I mean, it's open for everybody. And, you know, the way I was taught, I mean, there's, there's guys, uh, Cecil, Dave, yeah, that, I, that I, uh, <clears throat> I was working with, they taught me, and you know what? I, I feel, you know, the more you teach, the more you gain, you know? Yeah. And and Mr. Theo Manyama, you're still with us on the line. I mean, how important is it, sir, for fathers to pass on their knowledge to their kids and also to just support them in whatever they do? Uh, it's very, very important. Uh, you know, um, in everything, you know, like, I don't know how can I explain this. It's very, very important to pass your things to your, your, your kids. You know, now with Ludwig has really made me proud. I've got three sons. Mm. You know, and uh, he's the only one who's come up to say, uh, you know, he wants to do whatever I'm doing. Now, the other two, only now, they're coming up, they want some props from me. I said, no, but you're bloody old <laughs> now, you know. <laughs> There's no way I'm giving you golf clubs now. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I was very proud for Ludwig. And even now, I mean, he's doing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, all these places where I said I've went, and I've officiated. He's so right that you you still have to learn the rules. Make sure you got two different kind of rules officials. You got those who are gonna listen to you what you say, and then you find others who are intimidating. But if you know what you are doing, you, you know you won't be intimidated. But you take like Tiger Woods. He knows the rules. And the first time I had to give Tiger with the ruling, it was the President's Cup uh, in 1994 in America, Virginia. I mean, I was shaking in my pants. He's a, he's a big name. He was a big name. And for the first time, I'm going to give him a ruling. And, you know, he was among some rocks there. And he wanted to know if he can move the rocks. And I said, everyone that's readily movable, you can move it. But something that is embedded, you cannot remove it. And one of the rocks really disturbing is his swing. He's carried, tried it, tried it, and then, you know, he just said to him, no, leave it. You know, so that was it, you know, and he played the shot sideways now. He didn't play to the green, Mm. you know, but my heart was pumping. But at the end of the day, I was glad I gave the number one player a ruling, and (laughs) he accepted with no, you know, Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's very nice out there. It's well, really nice to deal with this long head, top players. And um, I, I'm wishing Ludwig good luck that he'll do a couple of these major tournaments. Mm. And, and Tiger Woods All is another right. one. He is another one whose father played a big role in his golfing career. And just back to the issue of support. In the black communities, Mr. Theo Manyama, there is a lack of support parents don't support their kids even though i see it's changing now a bit especially with all the soccer moms doing wonderful jobs on saturday mornings but how do we change that i don't want to say it's a mindset or it's a stereotype i just think back in the day probably our parents just didn't have the time to go and support us when we played sport but how do we change that and make sure that we give our kids the support um it's a bit of a problem the way i see it you know like we're talking about Rudy because i'm proud about him because when i told him about the uh, rules officials and whatever, and he, he was interested. The problem, I think, is that when you force your kids to do something, you know, that then you, you're going to have a problem because they might they might just do the opposite of it. Mm-hmm. You you can interest them. Once they're interested, give them all the support. 
But if he doesn't want to play golf, doesn't want to become a rules official, you can't force it onto him. So it's a bit of a difficult situation, really. You got to support them, but they have to like what you, you, you know, you putting them into. Yeah, Ludwig. On that note of celebrating Father's Day, what would you like to say to your dad now that he's on the line and is listening? Uh, there's an exercise that I saw. Good man, good man, good man, Ludwig. <laughs> I will. I will send him the details, man. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep us updated on that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, on a, on a serious note is that, you know what, uh, I know there's a lot of kids out there that don't have fathers and not so forth, you know. So it is a privilege, you know, to have a father that's supporting and not so forth. And like I say, you know, I'm one of those guys that, you know, I help wherever that I can, I, I, I help. You know, even my kids, I've got kids and uh I always advise them, whatever, they play soccer, they they go for pirates, I'm a chiefs, I'm in trouble, but either way, you know, I, I try to support them all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. As I did get the support, and, you know, to be a father, you know, it, it makes you to be a, a good father as well. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. And and Mr. Manyama, before we let you go, the last time we spoke to you, you wanted to give back to the communities. You wanted to train more golf officials like, like Ludwig. You wanted to start an academy. Are you still interested in doing that? Yes, yes. Uh, in fact, we started, and then mm. um, then uh, the rules had to change for 2019. Now, everybody, everybody who had passed the rules exam, everybody has to rewrite. And then it was good, exactly for for it was good thing for for the new new guys. So anyhow, um, yes, we we're gonna be starting again. We we got a lot of of caddies. Uh, yeah. You know, some of them, uh, they went to school, they can't find jobs, now they're kidding, and if we teach them the rules, uh, the rules of golf, if they pass, there's always an opening for them. Mm. So we are going to start this, and again, you know, kidding today, it is not just kidding the golf bag. It's kidding and advising the player, and when, when a player is in a tournament like now, we're looking at the U.S. Open on television, and the player is only thinking of putting that ball in the hole, scoring as low as he can, that it is easy that he can breach a rule of golf. And this is where the kid should know the rules and say, oh, be careful, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, that's how the kids are. And so today, kids are very rich because carrying a golf bag is not just carrying a golf bag. There's a lot to do there. You become a partner of the player. Because mm-hmm. if the player and the caddy, each one of them, if he breaches the rule, the kid, the player gets penalized. So it's very important for the caddies to know the rules of golf. So we are going to uh, join forces with Ludwig and teach more people who want to learn about rules of golf. And just finally, what kind of support are you getting for this? Are you doing it out of your own pocket or love for the game? Oh, at the moment, it's love of the game. They're paying a little bit, because, but the payment is very little because what happens is, as not having the, I don't really have the academy now, you know, we're mm. going course by course teaching them. So you might have to pay for, for the boardroom. You have to pay for... for uh, sandwiches and tea in the morning and then lunchtime so forth but some other golf courses mostly are like i i Glendower. um 
they did everything. They mm-hmm. did everything. They, they did the sandwiches. They made the coffee, the lunchtime. You know, they went out and, and buy McDonald's and so forth. I, they, I didn't have to spend a cent. Okay. You no. know, so, yeah, you get, you get clubs that also want to see their kids becoming good. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Okay, no, great stuff. Keep us updated, Mr. Manyama. All the best, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us. And also thank you to uh, Ludwig Manyama for also speaking to us there as we celebrate our Father's Day. And I wanna, I wanted to leave them with this note, but I think they're gone. Helen Rowland once said, a man's desire for a son is usually nothing but the wish to duplicate himself in order that such a remarkable pattern may not be lost to the world. And on that note, we do apologize. We couldn't get hold of Mr. Graham Pollock. I'm sure we'll speak to him some other time. He did agree to speak to us, but things do happen. And Mark says it's been an unpleasurable World Cup. An interruption to play has been completely intrusive. Who decided that the World Cup must go to England? I also don't know, mate. I really, really uh, cannot help you there. But what I can tell you is that there have been three abandoned matches. I mean, I was there in Southampton on Monday uh, for the Proteus West Indies game. The only game that I picked to go watch at the World Cup. It was rained out, but we still had fun at the stadium. But now... the. Uh, Today's match between India and New Zealand was also abandoned without a ball being bowled. So that's three matches at this World Cup and it's more than all the other World Cups combined. Previously, before this 2019 World Cup, there had only been two washed out matches, two abandoned matches because of rain. It was 2015, if I remember correctly, and 1979 and now we've already had three. So uh, you can agree with those who say it wasn't a good idea for the World Cup uh, to be played in England. But I guess it's going to even itself out. Uh, Teams will lose matches or they will lose points or pick up one point and it'll level itself up let's see how it goes on for the rest of the month the cricket world cup that's where we will leave it though our time is up my name is tabiso mosia